No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Gentlemen, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack is bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Live with your fresh, brand-new, sparkly partner, me, Boogie Bum. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome. It is Tuesday night here on the Daily Boogie program. An absolute pleasure to be with you once again. I hope you had a lovely day because I certainly did. Man, I have got have I got a show for you tonight. <laughs> You're gonna love this shit. <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out there. This is gonna be fun. As long as you approach this the right way. See, what I try to get through on this program, what I try to convey as a subtext to all of the things we see going on around us is stop caring. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, give up. It's over. It's done. It's the black shirt wearing libertarian racing the black flag. There is a way to approach this show tonight. And if you do it the correct way, you will have one hell of a time. If you do it the wrong way, you're going to be very, very disappointed. You're going to be very bitter. You're going to be very twisted by the end of tonight, which is okay too. I don't mind. You can be bitter and twisted if you want. That's fine. But if you come at this with the right set of eyes then trust me, you're going to have a good time. So with that, thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to uh, become a bitter and twisted individual, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd like to leave a tip tonight, the preferred method is, of course, head to dlive.tv slash boogiebumper. You'll notice my flashy new partner badge up there on the top. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? I just like it. The reruns were running yesterday. The rerun of yesterday's show, people were like, hey, this is good. This is good. Yes, it is good. And he said that it was good. Feels good up here on this pedestal. Now I can judge people. (laughs) Now I can judge all of the non-check marks because I am now part of the superior class of streamer, you see. I'm better than all of you. No, not true. I want all the boys, 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 and the girls, girls, girls to get verified as well. So uh, I'll be doing my, I'll still be sharing the shows out, still be encouraging people to follow our friends like Why Censored, Winning TV, uh, JJ Stoner, Frozen Asian, the Sunday Night Shit Show. How can, we need to get uh, Mersh approved. We need to get a partnership for Mersh. So uh, I don't think Trip is my guy though. I have a different guy. Uh, I'm not going to reveal his name because my guy's been very nice. <laughs> so I'd, I'd, Trip is not my liaison. But if maybe we can get my guy to talk to your guy and see if we can't get a partnership for our boy, your boy, Mersh, uh, 10 p.m. tonight, Nightwave Radio, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, Daywave as well with Lois Ropez, <laughs> as I fucked up his name yesterday. I was just watching ROTC. How good was that? All of the clips that people were sending in. Absolutely Fantastic. What a contest. 
Uh, but that's all right. We've got our own shit going on over here. So thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Like I said, tonight we're going to do something. And you sh- I hope that you'll find it as humorous as I did. A lot of things to get through because right now in this era, it's a tumultuous time. Yes, we'll do lunch, Jim N-Word. My people will talk to your people. We'll do lunch. Um, in, it's a tumultuous time and everything it seems is up for grabs and up for discussion and up for debate. And some of the things that people are debating are things like offensive statues, for one, offensive names for things, and apparently all of this anger and outrage and fury and resentment and offence has just been bubbling under the surface for too long, and now people, brave young men and women, ladies and gentlemen, are demanding change. It's time that we open up our eyes and see just how awful the world is not the white privileged world that has been thrust upon us as our birthright. (laughs) It's time to let go of that. And it's time to reach out across great distances so we can all come together and move forward. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to somebody. If you're not an Aussie bro, you you will not have any idea who this guy is. If you are an Aussie bro, you may not have any idea who this guy is. So... Allow me to introduce you to a young comedian in this country, quote unquote, a guy named Josh Thomas. Now, Josh Thomas was, he found himself in a little bit of trouble a couple of days ago because now, as you know, everybody is on the hunt for offensive comments and offensive things going back years even. It's a purge. It's a, it's a language purge, it's an ideological purge to rid the world of any kind of offensive statements. So Josh Thomas found himself in hot water because about four years ago, he said something about how difficult it was to hire non-white actors with experience. I, I wonder if, I, I hope this is the clip, but this website is famous for uh, linking clips that have nothing to do with the article, so I'll just see you want the 7-Eleven worker to look like. Okay, here we go. So this is Josh Thomas. This is an introduction to Josh Thomas. So it's like, Josh, you know, like, what what do you want the 7-Eleven worker to look like? And it's like, um... <laughs> do, do you make them Indian? Or is that offensive? Or that if you make the them white, is that like a bit like... Thank you for the sub really? like, <laughs> so, so then it's like... But like, also, what do you do? it's like, taking what? a job away from an Indian actor. Yeah. If you don't, but like, I see. It's, it's like hard. You don't want to like. It's what, what answer is not offensive? I don't know. There's always. We're probably not going to come to the answer to with this panel. <laughs> so that was back in 2016, and apparently today that is really offensive. Okay. He's in big trouble. Big smacks. The mob have turned their ire to this guy. <laughs> Fascist hippie boogie calling him a comedian is a huge compliment. I said, alleged, you know, quote unquote. It's up for discussion. Australian comedian Josh Thomas has publicly apologised. Uh-oh, we know, we know, we know this. We know this story all too well, Josh. You must be new here. <laughs> Haven't you heard? This apologising business doesn't work. But don't worry, we're going to get to how he's uh, bringing himself back to the community next. You're going to love this. 
He's apologized for comments he made about hiring non-white actors during a 2016 panel discussion after a clip of the discussion was shared widely on social media yesterday. This is a very this story is this story is accelerating at lightning speed. The backlash was sparked after Please Like Me star Thomas had posted an image on Coon Cheese on Twitter. I need to stress. My North American brothers and sisters will not believe this, but there is a it's actually my favorite brand of cheese for no other reason than I like the way it tastes. There is a brand of cheese in this country called Coon. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub end, Belina. C-O-O-N, Coon Cheese. Okay. <laughs> now, we've had this debate in this country for, a, for, we've already had this debate years ago. And the owners of this country came out and said, we are not changing the name. Because it's named after the guy who founded the company. A guy named, uh, I think it's William Coon. An American, believe it or not. So we've already been through this. But this is the story here, right? He's, he's been in trouble. He's in trouble for the comments he made in 2016. So how do you win back the favour of the audience? By saying, well, why don't we change the name of this cheese? <laughs> Has anybody told Josh Thomas that 44 minutes onwards of this writer's room, infamous in many a room's masterclasses, the shorthand is don't be the Josh of the room, they wrote. The clip in question sees Thomas, who was the creator, writer, star, and occasional director of his hit series, Please Like Me, discussing difficulties in casting actors from diverse backgrounds. Warning that this is going to sound racist. Most of the immigrants in Australia have come pretty recently and generally first or second generation immigrants don't want to be actors. They have real jobs. How awful. What an awful racist thing to say. <laughs> the other thing I didn't know about making a TV show that I found quite confronting is you have to pick every person. Josh, what do you want the 7-Eleven worker to look like? Do you make them Indian or is that offensive? Or if you make them white... It's a bit like you're lying, really. What do you do? We've had this discussion on The Starting Block, a show that I do once a week with my friend Greeno. And apparently, even though there are a lot of 7-Eleven workers who are Indian, apparently you're not allowed to point out that reality. And because we've been lectured by various celebrities over the last little period that we need to make more non-white friends. I think my non-white friend quota is full just fine. But they would know better than me <laughs> because they're non-white and I'm white. So they know how many friends I need to have of a, of a particular ethnicity, right? So it's like, well, where do you go if you're a white person to find non-white friends? Can you go down to the local 7-Eleven and make friends with the guy working there who's an Indian? No, no, no. That would be stereotypical and racist, you see, because you're thinking that only Indians work at 7-Eleven. So the only way that you can non-racistly make non-white friends is to go to a place where you don't expect any non-white people to be and try to find one. <laughs> so it makes total sense. If you go somewhere where you know there's going to be a lot of immigrants to find a friend, that's the wrong thing to do because you're being stereotypical. You're being racist. So you need to go to a place, maybe you need to go to a Klan rally. You wouldn't expect to find a black person at a Klan rally. Maybe that's the place you're supposed to go in order to make a non-white friend. But then you kind of, it's difficult to make a non-white friend at a Klan rally for, you know, obvious reasons. So it's a very confusing set of circumstances and little rules and little regulations around our social order that are being thrust upon us right now. And I find it, I just find it funny. I used to get angry about this stuff. 
And I used to get into long-winded debates with more progressive friends and talk, try to talk like the logical argument, the logical aspect of all of this, to no avail. And now my opinion is, you know what, guys? Never change. I want you to be outraged about this for as long as you see fit because it brings me joy now. Having people get outraged about place names. Some of the stories I've got for you tonight, you are go- it's going to rock your world, my man. It's going to tickle your pickles. <laughs> so, he's in trouble for his 2016 comments. Then this happens. Australian comedian leads charge to have Coon Cheese renamed. <laughs> there he is. Josh Thomas. Got to change the name of the cheese, guys. The cheese is very offensive. Australian comedian Josh Thomas has called for Coon Cheese to be renamed because of its historical use as a racist slur. The Please Like Me actor tweeted a photo of the cheese with the caption, Hey, Australia, are we still chill with this? Yes, we are, Josh. We most certainly are. I certainly am. I have I have literally a packet of Coon Cheese in my fridge right now. And I will continue to buy Coon Cheese. The cheese made by Warrnambool Cheese Company and Dairy Company is named after its US creator, Edward William Kuhn. Despite being named after its inventor, Josh Thomas argued that the name is offensive and disrespectful and should be changed. I love, I love, because I've got another story for you later on tonight, where they're trying to change the name of an Australian beer because they think the name of the beer is offensive. And I just wonder why all of these people, why don't you just make your own cheese company? Why don't you just make your own beer company? If you think it's more successful for a beer to, if you think a cheese being called Coon is very offensive and shouldn't exist, okay, fine. But it's not yours to change. It's not, you didn't build the company. You didn't make it. You literally have no right. They're talking about, you have no right to call it Coon cheese. You have no right to change it. It's not yours to change. It's not your call to make. So if you think Harmony Cheese or Unity Cheese or Equality Cheese or Rainbow Cheese is going to sell more cheese, then make a fucking cheese company and call it Rainbow Equality Unity Cheese. See, the thing the thing about these this kind of mentality and these kinds of people, they don't build anything themselves. They don't create anything. They come in after somebody else has built something and then demand that it be changed or demand that it be operated in the way they see fit. But they have no skin in the game. They didn't do it. They didn't make it. It would be like somebody rolling up in my DMs and saying, you need to talk about this. You can't say this. You need to do these topics. And it's like, well, hang on. This is my thing. I made this. You didn't make this. I'll do what I want with it. It's my thing. Don't tell me what to do with my thing. If you think that these particular topics need to be discussed, you do it. But don't tell me what to do with my thing, right? Listen to this from Josh Thomas. It's amazing the respect people have a name for a man, of a man who invented a processing technique of cheese who died in 1934 and the disrespect they have for black people, you see. Because because you don't think that this private company should be forced to change its name because somebody decided that this guy's name is offensive, you now hate black people. Well done, Josh. (laughs) There was a great comment in the chat. This is so silly. It is. That's the point here. It's silly. You're you're silly, guys. 
What's wrong with you, you silly guys? The comedian went on to say that the name should be changed to something more inclusive. Well, fucking buy the company then, Josh, and change it. <laughs> I think the name of this cheese should be changed to something that I like. Well, then buy the company and change it. Thank, Thank you for coming. coming. I'll see you in I'll hell. See you in hell. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Nobody cares. You're not a cheese guy. You're not a marketing guy in the cheese company. Who gives a fuck what you think, Josh? I think the name should be changed. Good. I don't care what you think. <laughs> Who cares? You're an idiot. Another added, I feel like you're just stirring the pot now. Listen to this quote. It's dizzying how fast people in my timeline went from not believing people overseas think Australians are racist to passionately defending Coon as a brand name for a mediocre cheese. Mediocre cheese. That's the most that's the most heartbreaking part of this for me. The fact that he called it mediocre. It's the best cheese. I love Coon cheese. It's my favorite. And I will not take this line down. So I thought I'd give you a little example here. <laughs> You, like I said, you're going to love this. This is a Coon Cheese commercial from, I'm going to say, the early 2000s or thereabouts. Now, it's based on a, it's a song, it's a jingle. But it's based on a song by a very, very famous Australian country, probably the most famous country music singer in this country, a guy named Slim Dusty, who's dead now, who released like 90 albums or something during his career. And the song is a very famous song that every Australian knows called The Pub With No Beer. And it's like, There's nothing so lonesome, morbid or drear, than to stand at the bar in the pub with no beer. Right? Everybody knows that chorus. So it's based on that. So let me show you a little bit of Coon Cheese and how they work. This story is sad, for no one was pleased when young Kenny Malone, ha! She bought the wrong cheese Cos it always goes down like a lead balloon When the family comes home to a house with no poo That's... <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. I don't see a problem with that. I don't see that. I don't. Why, I don't know why that's offensive. Why would the family be upset when they come home to a house with no good? <laughs> Popped right off the bat. <laughs> Do you want to hear it again? Let's play it again. This story is sad, for no one was pleased when young Kenny Malone ha, she bought the wrong cheese, cause it always goes down like a. When the family comes home to a house with no coon. That's right, folks. You can always rely on coon cheese because coon cheese has made the way good cheese should be made. So don't let your home be a house with no coon. Don't be a house with no coon, ladies and gentlemen. What a message. Don't be a house with no coon. Cheese, that is. <clears throat> Absolutely fantastic. How can you not love this company? You know what? Just because it's so much damn fun, one more time. This story is sad, <laughs> but no one was pleased when young Kenny Malone, ha, she brought the wrong cheese. Because it always goes down like a 
lead balloon when the family comes home to a house with no coon. That's right, folks. You can always rely on coon cheese because coon cheese has made the way good cheese should be made. Good cheese is coon cheese. And don't let your home be a house with no coon. Don't let your house be a house with no coon, ladies and gentlemen. All right. (laughs) Now... We're going to skip around a little bit tonight. I want to head over to the UK for this next particular story, ladies and gentlemen. Who here, with a show of hands, who here knows who Fiona Onasanya is? Who here has heard of Fiona Onasanya? She's she's a former UK politician. It's very inclusive. Very inclusive. It's a great brand. Everything we refer to tonight will be in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen, on the Podbean website for you to use at your pleasure, including my favorite cheese brands commercial from about 15 years ago. So anybody, nobody's heard of Jenny Onosanya? Okay. Let me give you a little refresher course here. Jenny Onosanya, no, pardon me, Fiona Onosanya, uh, was a Labor politician until she was found guilty of lying to police and then sent to, sentenced to three months in prison. So I've got a little video here for you, just to refresh you on who uh, Fiona Onasanya is. And then we'll get to the story. A qualified solicitor, Fiona Onasanya, must have known as she arrived at court today, she was likely to lose her liberty. That's what happened when she got a three-month jail sentence. Fiona Onasanya. It was an astonishing fall from grace. Is it just me or do all British newsreaders and all British reporters have the exact same cadence? They always end with that downward, you know, Jenny Onosanya. Jenny, it was a, it was a large fall from grace for Jenny Onosanya, who is a solicitor who today learned that she was probably losing her liberty. Like they all talk the same way. It's like they're cyborgs or something. The 34-year-old won a surprise victory, becoming Labour MP for Peterborough. Just a week later, her Nissan Micra was caught speeding. <laughs> Recorded at 41. 41- now, I already don't believe this story because who in their right, who in who can possibly speed in a Nissan Micra? That doesn't make any sense to me. One miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone, she might have expected three points and a fine. Instead, along with her younger brother, Festus, who was today jailed for 10 months, Ooh. she came up with a cover story, uh. naming someone else as the driver and then lying to police. <laughs> now, this to me is just entitlement because she's just been elected, right? She's just been elected to parliament. She won the election. Wow, congratulations, Fiona. You're so good. A week later, she gets a speeding ticket. And instead of just paying the fine, you can afford it. You now have a parliamentarian salary. You're now getting paid by the taxpayer a very, very healthy sum of money. You can afford to pay like, what, £100 or something for a fine? You can take the few points off your licence. No, fuck that. Fuck them. I'm going to go around the system. I'm going to make up a cover story. I'm going to try and get away with it because I'm Fiona Onasanya. I can do what I want. You know what I mean? It's that entitlement attitude. She's had the job for one week. It's very weird. Exactly. It's weird, Gypsy. Why Why try? <laughs> Just fucking pay the fine, man. Come out, do a little press conference and say it was a stupid thing to do. I know uh, we all make mistakes. Bloody yada, 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 yada. 
and they'll applaud you for your honesty. That clean record, though. So that's what she got in trouble for. Well, she's back in the news. I'm pleased to announce that Fiona Onasanya is back. No, she's not been elected to parliament again, but she's back in the news, ladies and gentlemen. Disgraced ex-Labor MP Fiona Onasanya slams Kellogg's for using a monkey as the mascot for brown Cocoa Pops, but three white boys on Rice Rice Krispies. Just because she's no longer in Parliament doesn't mean that she's no longer tackling the big issues. Isn't this great? Isn't this a fine... Isn't this a fine thing to focus your energy on? (laughs) What is being implied here, by the way, incidentally? Cocoa Bops has been a much-loved breakfast staple for decades, with one of the most recognisable mascots in TV advertising. But Coco the Monkey has come under suspicion from disgraced former Labor MP Fiona Onasanya, who has written to Kellogg's asking why they chose that animal to represent the chocolate-flavoured cereal when Rice Krispies uses three white boys. (laughs) Three white boys. I think you'll find. Ms Onasanya, who was jailed for three months in January 2019 after she was convicted of lying to police about a speeding ticket, so obviously a beacon of moral virtue says that there is a little difference between there is little difference between Cocoa Pops and sister brand Rice Krispies beyond their color and flavor. Yeah, it's like there's really no difference between Cocoa Pops and Rice Krispies except for the fact that they look different and taste different. Like other than that they're exactly the same, you know what I mean? <coughs> like <laughs> like if you put some Rice Krispies in my mouth and some Cocoa Pops in my mouth Like, I'm not even going to be able to tell the difference except for the fact that they taste completely different, you know? Like, if you take the fact that they're a different colour and they come in a different box and they taste different away, they're basically like the same thing, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't get the difference. I don't get, like, why they have to have a different mascot or anything like that, you know? Again, start your own cereal company. If you want to have rainbow unity puffs... Start a company called Rainbow Unity Puffs and sell that. No, 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 because it's not good enough to start your own thing that pushes the message that you want. You have to tear down what somebody else built. The former Peterborough MP revealed she has emailed Kellogg's Kellogg's UK office. You know, it's, it's kind of like, because now Black Lives Matter, the BLM protests, it's become a fad. It's become a trend that anybody who wants some kind of notoriety, like clout chasers, are now attaching themselves to it, which in my mind makes it illegitimate. But they're now attaching themselves to it to get some kind of clout because it's the popular thing to do right now. To come out and say, hey, look what I've done for the movement. Look, there was a there was a drive on uh, Twitter last week to post your receipt of what you donated to Black Lives Matter. Post your receipts. And it's like, look, I donated $50. I donated $10. And, you know, instead of, like, donating anonymously, which, like, if I donate to someone, I generally do it anonymously because I don't want people to know. That's my decide. I choose what I donate to. So fuck off. None of your business. I'm not trying to earn points with anyone here. Right? (laughs) And this is the exact opposite. This is about making it about you. Look what I did. Look how much money I gave. This makes me a good person. So it's become a clout-chasing exercise in virtue signaling. And I, I, I feel like this is her attempt to get on the bandwagon. It's like, 
yeah, you know, like I've seen the people out there, they're tearing down the statues and they're putting themselves at risk. Like they're doing it for the movement, you know what I mean? And then there's people out there, some very brave people are like taking baton strikes to the face and like they're, they're standing up for what they believe in. Like they're, they're, they're getting there, they've got the tear gas. Well, I just want to let you know that I'm with you guys. I'm with you. I'm on your side. You know what I mean? Because I, to that, like myself, the way I'm engaging in this fight is I sent a letter to Kellogg's asking them why they have a monkey on the box. Did you know about the monkey? <clears throat> ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Everyone, look at my diamond. It's a very nice diamond. Like, so I sent, I sent a letter to Kellogg's and I asked them about the Rice Krispies and the Cocoa Pops and I wondered, like, why it was different. So you see, we're all the same here. You've all got to fight in your own way. <laughs> Look at this. <clears throat> Kellogg's UK, as you are yet to reply to my email, this, this, this fucking maniac thinks that she deserves a reply. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best part. If I ran the company that owns Cocoa Pops and somebody... The former Labour MP for Peterborough sent me an email saying, you know, I demand an answer as to why you put a monkey on the box. I wouldn't reply to you either, sweetheart. I'd say, look at this fucking... I would pin the letter up in the lunchroom so that the other office workers could gather around while they have their coffee and laugh at how silly it is. That's all I would do with it. I would not reply. I demand, I demand an answer to your from your marketing division. Why you put a monkey on the box for the for the cocoa pops? What you got to do that for? When the Rice Krispies have so many white boys on the, on the box, <laughs> I'm fighting for justice. <laughs> Zippery Loaded says, "I didn't know this was normal. I'm coming for you." <laughs> Listen to this. As you are yet to reply to my email, Cocoa Pops and Rice Krispies have the same composition. She's become an expert on cereal now. Except for the fact that CPs are brown and chocolate flavoured. So they're exactly the same, except they're different. So I was wondering why Rice Krispies have three white boys representing the brand and Cocoa Pops have the monkey. Aren't Cocoa Pops bigger than Rice Krispies though? Aren't they more popular than Rice Krispies? That's And, uh, and if you wouldn't mind, Fiona Onasanya, if you could please use the the white boy's name, like they're more than just white boys. They're Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Okay? Have a little fucking respect. <laughs> we called the monkey Coco. We called him by his name, all right? You can at least use the boys' names. They're not just white boys. They have personalities. Gypsy with a diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? says, cruelty-free, all-natural diamonds. No no broadcasters were harmed in the giving of those diamonds. Snap, crackle, and pop deserve respect. Say their name! Bye, bro. I ought to chat. Her comments caused Cocoa Pops to trend with more than 1,500 posts made on the topic. Several social media users criticised Ms. Onasanya's query, accusing her of being offended at everything. One said, the monkey is called Coco. Remove the monkey and they're just pops. <laughs> Other Twitter users took Miss Onasanya's side. Of course they did. One wrote, it is called subliminal messaging in advertising. I wrote a paper on this in advertising and marketing. Plenty of info available. Actually, if researched, some may find it's not dim at all. Yes, it is possible to find a fence wherever you want. The XMP later tweeted, well, given John Harvey Kellogg founded the Race Betterment Foundation, it would be remiss of me 
not to ask. So the guy who owns Kellogg's is even a social justice warrior. That's not good enough. Why you got to put a monkey on the box when you got three white boys over here? Isn't it fantastic? <laughs> Staying in the UK, I came across uh, I came across this clip last week, and I thought I'd play it. Uh, a lot of kneeling going on in the UK, a lot of BLM stuff, a lot of protests, sympathy protests around the world, ladies and gentlemen. No, they're not protesting for better names of cereals. They're protesting for something else, whatever that is. George Floyd? Who's who's George Floyd? I haven't heard that story before. The hell are you talking about? <laughs> but I just found this little piece interesting. So the interviewer goes up to obviously a very uh, progressive, well-adjusted young person and asks them what they expect to get out of all of this. What's the end goal of all of these protests? And I think you may be interested in the answer. So let's have a look. In protests. And Dan, give us a sense of uh, what's going on there, where you are. Because you want change, because you know that change well, has been to a happen small personally. gathering of people uh, who have taken the knee in front of the council offices here in Bristol, of course, a focal point over the last couple of days of the Black Lives Matter movement, Edward Coulson statue taken down only a short a couple of minutes away from here and dumped in the uh, harbour side. And around, I would say, around about 30 or 40, not too many have gathered. They've taken the knee over the last couple of minutes. We can have powerful, a chat with Powerful them, images. Uh, Let's have a little chat, shall we? He's from Bristol, stand up to racism. Uh, Layla, um, we were hearing Hi, some Layla. inspiring speeches from you there. Obviously, a very poignant couple of minutes taking the knee. Why do you think it's important to do this? We need to show the world that George Floyd didn't die for nothing. We need to show the world that we will not take this any longer. And why the UK has to stand up as well because the UK is not innocent um, and we're kneeling not only to... Nobody's innocent though, sweetheart. <laughs> Nobody's innocent. That's why when you go to court and you're charged with a crime, that's why they find you not guilty. They don't find you innocent. You See, you're not declared innocent of something. You're declared not guilty. Nobody's innocent. Ever. For nothing. <laughs> I bet she eats fucking Cocoa Pops. This hypocrite. To remember George Floyd, but we're kneeling to remember all the people who have died in the UK at the hands of the police as well. Right. As a young person living in Bristol, how did you feel? All of the people. We're remembering all of the people. When Colston's statue was dumped in the harbour. Well, with Colston's statue, I think it's important to remember that statues are not there for historical purposes. If you want to learn about Colston, you should go to a museum and okay. read it in a book or oh. a documentary. But yep. a statue is there to immortalise a human being oh. and to show their greatness. Yep. And although Colston, yeah, he, he gave a lot to Bristol, he got that from the slave trade. He... Look, we're all about understanding here. We're all about like learning and stuff and it's about remembering. So if you want to learn about Colston, then you should do it in a book or a museum. You know, statues aren't the way to go. We've decided we need to take these statues down. That's not the way we need to approach things. So I think it's best if you just like, I'm going to teach you how to learn about this guy. All right. They're there to immortalize people. It, it reminds me of a great line from one of my favorite comedians, Dimitri Martin who says, uh, I love statues because it makes me think of what famous people would look like if birds shit all over them. <laughs> oh, 
got that from all the black people that he was responsible for killing. And I think that, you know, in Bristol, we've been trying to campaign to get the statue removed by the council and it hasn't worked. So obviously, so obviously we just tear it down. <laughs> because that's the way to go about like, let's be fair here. It's like the killdozer mentality. We've been trying for years to get the. We've been screaming for years at the council to bend to our insane demands, and now we're just taking the law into our own hands. People put it into their own hands. There you go. Is this enough? Is the removal of statues, statues, and the changing the name of a music <laughs> venue and some other statues in the UK and conversations that are long? Another way to ask that question: Is this enough? Is taking down the statues and changing the name of a music venue is that going to be enough? Another way of uh, asking that question, I would have thought, would be, are you ever going to stop? <laughs> I tried to explain this to a friend last night. You know this is never going to end, right? Because I have a few progressive friends. I grew up with mostly, like, left-wing friends, even though I'm not one, which is fine. gives you a good perspective. You get to learn how they think, how they operate. <clears throat> and so I, I just merely asked the question, uh, do you realise that this is never going to stop? What do you mean? And I said, well, you know, when these statues come down and when these names get changed and when the story gets changed, there'll be something else, right? What, what do you mean there'll be something else? Well, I'm like, well, this is the fight today, but there has to be a fight tomorrow because the fight is constant. The reason people are doing it is for the fight. It's never going to stop. It's never going to end. And it's like, well, you know, it'll maybe ne never get better in our lifetime, but, you know, things will get better. And it's like, well, can it ever go too far for you? Is there ever some, is there ever a point in, in that you can foresee where you'll go, okay, that's enough? Because the thing about progressives is they're only progressive until they get what they want. Then they become conservatives, right? Think about it. Progressives over the last 40 years or 50 years have made a whole bunch of changes to society. And now they're the ones saying that those changes must be set in stone and must never change. They're the conservatives now. See, they say things like they believe in change, but they really don't believe in change. They believe in the change that they want and then keeping it the same. Well, we've changed society. We've changed the makeup of society. We've changed the way society operates. We've changed the culture. Now nobody's allowed to do anything to it. It has to stay this way, right? <clears throat> Our ideas have to live on forever because they're now conservatives and they don't realise it. Being held over years, is, is this enough, do you think, to actually inspire real long-lasting change? Look, they're all doing the Romans here. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I think this... You know, like it's like, you know how there's really no difference between the Cocoa Pops and the Rice Krispies, except for the fact that they look different and they taste different? I mean, there's really no difference between, like, the Black Power Fist and the Heil Hitler that I can see. It's like just that one's got, like, the hand that's open and the other one's got the hand that's closed, you know? But aside from that, aside from the fact that it looks different and it tastes different, there's really no difference, right? It's like the same thing. So I'm just wondering why on one side you've got like a black mascot doing like the, the, the arm up in the air and why on the other side you've got like an Austrian guy with a little moustache, a little white guy doing it. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like the same thing, basically. It's basically the same thing except for the fact that it looks a little different. This is just 
the the beginning and it's very small. What We've only just begun. We're seeing in Bristol right now. I think change is going to take a long time. It's going to take. Winning TV with a diamond says, I'm late because I'm being a capitalist pig. Well, shame on you, sir. This is about justice and equality and changing the names of things. Educating. It's going to take it's about education. colonising curriculums. It's going to take children understanding yep. Britain's... Decolonising curriculums, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Semper Reloaded, thank you for the diamond, says, What are Cocoa Pops? I eat Cocoa Bumpers. Good for you. <laughs> Tasty little bumpers. Get a little bumper in your belly. <laughs> Do we need to decolonize the curriculum? The changing the name of a music venue and some- See, that makes sense to me. Decolonize the curriculum. Strip the whiteness out of education because when you're in a country like England, which is literally, you know, the white people of England, England are, you know, and this may be offensive to some people. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. I just want to, is this on? I just want to let you know. This is your trigger warning, okay, for some. Uh, very, very inconvenient and offensive uh, historical truth here. England is, the white people are the indigenous people of England. <gasps> Essentially, the white people are the aboriginals of England. I don't know if you know that or not. Were you aware of that? We Did you realise that? <clears throat> so mass migration into Europe and England actually represents the taking of indigenous lands away from indigenous people. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. <laughs> Did you know that? I know, it's very offensive. But the white people are the indigenous people of England. Disgusting. <laughs> so we need to decolonize, we need to strip the whiteness out of the education system in England, the country which literally... <laughs> spawned the fucking white people that we hate so much in the first place. <laughs> I just think that they should talk a little more in the English education system, not about English history and white history. They should talk about more like the history of Africa and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, it's basically the same thing. Just because they look a little different, taste a little different, doesn't mean that they're not they're not the same, right? You know what I mean? Some other statues in the UK and conversations... Hayton Dipenova. Hayton Dipenova. One of my favourite names. To inspire real long-lasting change i think this is just the the beginning and it's very small what we're seeing in bristol right now i think thank you sir change is going to take a long time it's going to take educating it's going to take schools decolonizing curriculums it'll take forever it's going to take children understanding britain's colonial past that has contributed to racist ideologies that exist so much in the uk today i think it's going to take a lot of work and a lot more protesting and a lot more fighting for justice and equality for black people. This is right. just the start. And, what need- and a lot of white people kneeling with pink hair are, the, are exactly the kind of activists we need on this fight. Major Tom with the diamond. Thank you for joining us yesterday, Major Tom, by the way. Follow uh, Major Tom on DLive, dlive.tv slash major underscore Tom with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Boogie Stan forever. It's because badass because there's a Z. Yeah, man. Boogie Stan. I love it. The Z makes it cool. It's got a Z in it. Needs to be done. What What next? I think next it's all about listening, listening. to black voices and experiences. Yep. I think people have not been listening 
to all these people are listening what black people think i'm listening i just earlier i heard somebody say that they need to change the, they need to take the monkey off the box of cocoa pops because that's offensive <laughs> i'm listening don't get me wrong here i'll never stop listening i will listen constantly because i need it for content so I'm always going to be listening to people who say things like, "Why you got a monkey on the box for the cocoa pops? Don't you think that's a little? Don't you think that's a little racist? Don't you think that's a little offensive? How come you got coon cheese? What you got to name a brand of cheese after coon for? Don't you think that's a little upsetting? I know it's named after a fella. I know it's named after a bloke, an American bloke who made the cheese. But what you got to do it for? What this cheese? This story is sad. For no one was pleased when young Kenny Malone ha, She bought the wrong cheese Because it always goes down like a lead balloon When the family comes home to a house with no coon That's right folks, you can always rely on coon cheese Because coon cheese has made the way good cheese should be good made coon cheese. So don't let your home to a house with no coon You mean stuff like that? <laughs> It's going to take education to change that. Gets better. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, my little country of Australia was founded as a penal colony, uh, a place to send the criminal scum of the British Empire a couple of hundred years ago. A lot of Irish uh, ancestry here. So if you go back to like the first inhabitants from Europe, like the first settlers and convicts from Europe, if you trace white Australians' family lineage back, you'll find about 45% of them come from Ireland. So that's why us and the Irish get on so well. And the Scots as well. That's why we all collectively hate the English. <laughs> so a lot of like Irish ancestry here. The, the, the funny thing about when you talk about the colonisation of Australia is nobody ever wants to talk about how most of the people initially in those first boats, in the first fleets that came over here, weren't here by choice. See, a lot of the white people here were in chains. They were prisoners. They were convicts. They were sent here. They were sentenced to come here. Right? So a lot, instead of like the imagery of like, legions of white people marching over the hill shooting people blah 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 taking land conquering land it was actually a whole bunch of convicts in chains who didn't want to be here in the first place who were actually prisoners of england themselves which is always the delicious irony of this discussion but the names of our states here so i live in new south wales which is the the name for that's pretty obvious new south wales like south because we're down the south and it kind of looked like Wales to the guy who found it. Who found it, pardon me. So, you know, New South Wales. Okay, done. Uh, just to the north of us, you have Queensland, which is very creative. The Queenslanders have always been, you know, the smartest amongst us. And they say, well, the Queenslanders here, let's call it Queensland. Sounds like, a, sounds like a fucking laugh. Let's do that. Below us, you have Victoria. Holy shit! Dropping a guinea. Gypsy, where did you steal the Ninja Guinea, Gypsy? Who did you steal the Guinea from, Gypsy? Thank you so much. Very generous of you. <laughs> Gypsy says Irish lives matter. No, they don't. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck the Irish. <laughs> we hate them all. They're white. What are you talking about? Well, sort of. Sort of. 
Um, <laughs> so the state below uh, New South Wales. Coffee talk with Sandra. Hi, Boog. Sorry I'm late. I heart you. I heart you too, but I'm afraid you're going to have to bring a note next time you're late. There's no excuse. <clears throat> Thank you for the diamond. So the state below us is called Victoria, who is, which is named after Queen Victoria. So you've got Queensland and you've got Victoria down below. Ladies and gentlemen, I put it to you that the state of Victoria is offensive. Indigenous activist calls for the state of Victoria to be renamed because it honours somebody who caused harm and murdered people. See, the guys who, the guys and girls who want to change the name of Coon Cheese, the people who want to change the mascot of Cocoa Pops, they're not aiming high enough, in my opinion. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond says, I thought Queensland was the Chaz for LBGTQ. No, Queensland is our redneck state. I love Queensland. <laughs> Brett Harris in the chat, who's a Victorian. <laughs> He's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Don't you think you should change your state's name, Brett? Huh? Don't you think you've been riding the coattails of this racist queen for long enough? <laughs> An Aboriginal activist and former MP wants the state of Victoria to change its name under a new treaty with Australia's first people. That What I love about this is it always starts very slow and then see the genetic inclination of the people who virtue signal. Right? Their, their inborn desire to one-up each other. Well, I think that they should uh, take a statue down. Well, I think they should change the name of Cocoa Pops. Well, I think they should ban Coon Cheese. Well, I think your whole state should be changed. I think they should blow up the world. It's like the cartoon of the, you know, each time the next guy gets a bigger gun, a bigger gun, a bigger gun, until they're dropping nukes on each other. You know what I mean? There's a constant state of one-upmanship here. <laughs> I think your plan to redress uh, historical racism doesn't go far enough. And I think your plan of not going far enough doesn't go far enough, sir. <laughs> Lydia Thorpe, who represented the Greens, oh, you don't say, what a fucking surprise, in the Victorian Legislative Assembly in 2017 and 2018, is calling for the change because the state is named after British Empire ruler Queen Victoria. Anything that's named after someone who caused harm or murdered people, then I think we should take their name down. The ironic part for me is like all of these people will walk around with Che Guevara t-shirts, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think anything that honours like a murderer or a criminal should be done away with. I think that's very offensive. Ms Thorpe, the first Aboriginal woman to be elected to the Parliament of Victoria, believes Indigenous groups and state governments should consider the idea during treaty talks. It could even stay the same if that's what people want. If, if that's part of the negotiation outcome of a treaty where everyone gets to understand both sides. It's just about listening. It's just about listening and understanding. And then, of course, if you don't understand the way we want you to understand, then you're a Nazi. <laughs> Who needs to be done away with? Her comments come as Black Lives Matter protests spark calls to tear down monuments linked to Australia's colonial past in the country. City of Melbourne councillor Nicholas Reese said monuments dedicated to Melbourne co-founder John Batman. Batman. <laughs> John Batman. Why are we getting rid of John Batman? You can't do that. That's literally the guy's name who founded Melbourne. John Batman. Fuck's wrong with these people. 
Coffee talk with Sandra with a diamond. Understanding. Understanding. <laughs> Frozen Asian with the diamond. So what are the state territories of Boogie Stan? There is, there is no uh, territory of Boogie Stan. There are no states. There is just the kingdom of Boogie Stan and that's it. We don't split them up into states. I'll see you in hell. John Batman. How can we change? How can we rip his statue down? Sure, a lot of people may be upset about what, you know, the type of justice that he dealt out. But come on, he's Batman. He's got his own way. And God damn it, he made the trains run on time. <laughs> there he is, John Batman. There's a number of monuments and statues to John. Holy shit! Piper Ohio dropping a guinea on us. She says, I'm Batman. <laughs> you can all be Batman. Thank you so much. Very generous of you. There's a number of monuments and statues to John Batman in Melbourne, and I think there's a case to be made around perhaps them being given less prominent place in our city. Look. Oh, 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 oh. Not ready for you yet. Here's the thing, right? What if you're a what if you're a white person in a country like Australia or New Zealand or Canada or the United States? You're holy shit. Holy shit. Winning TV dropping a guinea on us. It's a guinea party. Thank you so much, guys. Very generous. He says, I will be the Joker's flunky. Okay. Why do you have to try and take Batman? You can't take the Batman statue down. Do I look like a guy who has a plan? I'm like a dog chasing cars, you know? And when I get hold of it, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. You see, I've, I've discovered this thing where as long as people say that there's a plan, nobody, even if the plan is horrible, nobody gets scared. But I say I'm going to tear down one little statue and everybody loses their goddamn minds. Can't take Batman away. It's like basically the same thing, like Joker and the Batman. They're basically like the same, except that one kills people and the other one doesn't. You know, but they're both doing it like for the same reasons, you see. Like, it's not really, even though they kind of look different and taste a little different, they're basically the same thing, you know what I mean? Batman and a the Joker, they're basically like two sides of the same coin, you know? Like, Joker was right, basically. Batman's wrong. <laughs> Batman needs to go. He's very offensive. So what if you're a white guy in a country like America, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, et cetera, et cetera? You wouldn't be where you are now if it weren't for the, for the white European immigrants who left Europe and went to the new world, right? You literally owe your life, not your life, but you owe your uh, current existence to the fact that those Europeans left Europe a long time ago and went to the new world. And that gave you an opportunity to have the life that you have now. Now, while some people see that as very offensive, that's fine. But so what statue, who is to decide what icons you can celebrate? See... <clears throat> I would never have the audacity to say to a different group, a different member of society, what icons they should celebrate, right? 
Like for me, that would be the height of uh, arrogance to turn around to like a black person and say, hey, black guy, you need to celebrate this person. You need to celebrate this icon. I would never do that. And I don't feel the need to celebrate black history and black culture. You know why? Because I'm not black. It's not mine to celebrate. I don't care. Celebrate whatever you want. Have, have whatever heroes you want. Celebrate your history. Celebrate your culture. Whatever you want to do. That's fine. It's fine. It's not my call. It's none of my fucking business. <clears throat> like, is that fair? I don't know. You tell me. Is that fair or unfair? Hey, group of people over there that I'm not one of, enjoy your thing, enjoy your stuff, celebrate your things. Go for it. Put your own statues up. I don't care. Have your own icons. Talk about your history. Talk about your culture. But the same people who talk about how statues need to be torn down are the people that try to dictate to other groups what they should celebrate. You see my point here? So I would never go up to, like, say, an Aboriginal person and tell them, your history needs to be celebrated this way, this icon of yours needs to be celebrated this way, this particular person needs to be celebrated, this is your history, this is the way it needs to be taught. Fuck that. It's not mine to dictate. It's not my history. It's not my culture. So why, why would I celebrate it and why would I, like, why would I rent it? I'm not renting your stuff to make myself look like a better person. In my opinion, that makes you far worse a person that you would take ownership of somebody else's shit and claim it as your own. That's the real white privilege. Is putting on the African scarf and kneeling in the cam for the cameras like fucking Nancy Pelosi. What are you doing that for? Joe Biden was right. You ain't black, Nancy. <laughs> That's not yours to celebrate. It's not yours to own. Stop. But of course, you don't get the same in response, do you? You don't get the same in return. Because again, like, you know, you can point to a statue of Christopher Columbus and you can say, well, you know, you could, for here, uh, Captain Cook, right, was the guy who landed in Australia from England and said, right, we're claiming this for the British Empire. It's because of that guy, because of Europeans colonizing the new world that I get to have a home and a life and an opportunity to like pursue happiness and stuff. Why would I want to tear down that statue? Because that group over there doesn't like it? Well, fine. I understand that, but that's not my experience. And that's not good enough, though. See, they're not allowed, you're not allowed to have your own statues. You have to take yours down. They have to be replaced with somebody else's. But I want to show you this before we go to the break, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Because this I thought was very good. And I couldn't see a problem with this as soon as I can find the clip. Which I did have here somewhere. Amidst all my name changed ones. I'll find it at some point. Where are you? Where are you, little clip? Come on now. Don't do this to me now. This is game day. What are you doing to me? Let's go. Let's do this. Here we go. So credit where it's due, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to show you a left-wing politician here in this country. A left-wing politician from the Northern Territory, where a lot of Aboriginal people live. And this left-wing politician, I think, 
these are the kinds of left-wing poli- like what the, what you're about to hear I don't have a single problem with this to me sounds very reasonable have a listen to this and tell me what you think a number of Australian statues have now been defaced, including Sydney's Captain Cook Monument and bronze busts of former Prime Ministers Tony Abbott and John Howard. It follows similar scenes around the world where historical monuments have been toppled as part of the Black Lives Matter protest movement. The Prime Minister has called for people to get a grip, describing the vandalism of statues as pathetic and disappointing. Joining me now, Labor Senator for the Northern Territory, Mullandiri McCarthy. Uh, Senator, thanks for joining us. Um, what Good are morning. your thoughts about these statues that have been defaced? They've, in the UK, they've even had to, to box up Winston Churchill and, and he beat the Nazis. Now, I don't know her background, but with a name like Mullandiri, I'm suspecting that she's got some kind of Aboriginal lineage, right? I could be wrong, but Mullandiri is kind of an Aboriginal name, pretty obviously. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that for, for now. So somebody with an Aboriginal name, or at least an Aboriginal sounding name, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Happy to be corrected, but Mullandiri is a pretty Aboriginal name. Um. Somebody with an Aboriginal name from a Northern Territory, which represents a lot of Aboriginal people, who's on the left-hand side of the ledger, where all of the other politicians are talking about they don't want to condemn the people tearing down statues. And in fact, they're saying shit like, we need to change the name of the state of Victoria because of how offensive it is and how it hurts people, how it harms people. This comes out, and I can't. This I'm sure that this woman is soon going to be labelled a racist and a Nazi too, because she's not going along with the extreme end of the discussion. Have a listen to this. Well, clearly it shows there's uh, incredible passion right around the world. Okay, that's a safe response, first of all. Oh, there's passion. Okay. Hoshi, but uh, I personally uh, don't think it's a very good idea at all. I mean, uh, clearly there are issues with particular statues. Okay, you can have issues. That's fine. Nobody's saying you can't have issues. It's around Australia, around the world. And what I'd like to see more of is... See, that's the beautiful part about living in a free country, Right. That is the beautiful part of living in a free country. You can literally walk past a statue of somebody you have an issue with and not salute it. You can even act like the statue isn't even there. You can walk past a statue and give it the finger if you want. See this here? Look at that. If you don't like the statue that you're walking past, you can walk past and give it the big finger and go, I fucking hate that guy and carry on about your day. Isn't that a beautiful system? Isn't that wonderful? And somebody else who has some kind of affinity with the statue or the story of the person behind the statue or indeed owes their existence in a particular country to the people represented in the statue, like, say, I don't know, European people of European descent, for example, they can have a very different thought about the statue. Everybody's free to have an issue with whatever they want. Isn't it a great fucking way to conduct oneself in a free society. Sweet, right? What a good deal. What a great fucking deal. I think she gets it. There's more certainly First Nations history and statues around, and uh, I'd love to see more of that. More <laughs> statues, whether it's around Australia or around the world, Koshy, but Okay, have a listen to this. This, is, this, in my opinion, is the way. But uh, I personally uh, don't think it's a very good idea at all. I mean, uh, clearly there are issues with particular statues, whether it's around Australia or around the world. And what I'd like to see more of is more certainly First Nations history and statues around. And... 
Done. Deal. Okay. Seriously, okay. How about this for an idea? Instead of tearing down the statues that are already there, why don't we just make more statues? What a fucking revelation. What a sensational idea that would make everybody happy. <clears throat> In theory. <laughs> Here's an idea. If you're a person that's not represented by the statue that's there, why not put up a statue of somebody that does represent you? And here's the deal. Remember what I was saying? Like, I would never say to a black person, for example, uh, what they need to celebrate, what history they need to celebrate, who they need to turn into statues. That's your decide. That's not for me to decide. That's your history. That's your culture. You do what you want with it, bro. You celebrate how you want to celebrate. You teach how you want to teach. You have the icons you want to have. It is out of my wheelhouse. It is completely not... It is none of my business how you do that. Hey, if you want to have a statue of a particular black icon that you think represents your community and done great and did great things, fine. <laughs> Go for it. Great. I'm happy for you to do that. Have all the statues you want. End of fucking problem. And that's why I suspect that that's not being said too often. Because it's not good enough to have your own icons. You need to replace the icons of somebody else with your own, right? It's like it's like the guy trying to tell Coon Cheese that they need to change their brand name. It's like somebody rolling up in my DMs trying to tell me how I should do this show. Like what topics I should discuss on this show. It's not yours. You don't get to choose. It's my thing. I built this. You didn't build it. You do what you want with the thing that you build and I'll do what I want with the thing that I build and we'll all fucking jerk each other off in the town square and talk about how wonderful it is that nobody's fighting. How do you like that? How about that for an idea? No good? I'd love to see more of that. I mean, I walked around Canberra yesterday at Lake Burley Griffin and trying to look at all the different statues and I thought it'd be great to see one of Faith Bandler and she led our 1967 referendum. Yep. Yeah, that's a really good point. Instead of defacing ones you don't agree with, push for um, statues of people that you that think you want. have yeah, historically. <laughs> yeah. So credit where it's due. Here's a left-wing politician, on the, a, a Labor senator, saying, why tear down the statues? Why don't we just put up our own ones? It seems too simple. It seems too logical. It makes too much fucking sense, <clears throat> which is obviously why it'll never happen. <laughs> but I just wanted to give that woman a tip of the hat because I think more people like that, more reasonable things like that, like show of hands, who in the chat would have a problem? Like say, so if you're an American, for example, <clears throat> what would you prefer? Like you, you don't like, um, just say you're, you're, you're a white person in the States and you really hate the fact that black activists are tearing down statues of white people, right? Okay, fair enough. Would you have a problem with black people building their own statues to a black icon? Like say, Martin, maybe they put a statue up of like Martin Luther King. Maybe Martin Luther King's too obvious. How about, uh, what's his name? Bootstrap. Uh, what was his name? 
the guy who said, we don't want your fucking help. We want to build our own system. We want to build our own economy, right? So would you, you wouldn't have a problem with them putting up their own statue. I know you wouldn't, right? Show of hands. P press one in the chat if you wouldn't have a problem with people who disagree with you building their own statues. I wouldn't. I don't. Why would I care? That's your thing. I don't care what you do. Kitty B in the chat. How about Corn Pop? <laughs> no, he was the villain though. You sent myself flaccid. Let's go a full Cardi B statue. I'd love to go and see a Cardi B statue. I'd unveil it. I love Cardi B. She's a legend. See, ones. Ones. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> I don't idolize anyone, so I don't care about a statue. Great. The people who care about statues, they can have their own. Nobody's going to stop you. Nobody's going to stop you building your own statues. And that's where the that's where the that's where the scam becomes self-evident. When you get to that moment of realization with people. How about this? Next time you're having an argument with somebody on Twitter or whatever, ask them, hey, why don't you just build your own statue? I would be happy to. I would be happy for you to build a statue. If you you don't like these statues, no worries. Build some build some other statues for yourself. There's plenty of room. We can have a million statues if we want. Everybody can have a statue. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. Just your pocket wallet at the Cardi statue. <laughs> Just watch your pocket wallet at the Cardi statue. That's very unfair. <laughs> but very funny. <laughs> if, if we let them do it, we won't be able to walk around anywhere. They won't stop. Well, <laughs> tra traffic management aside, in theory, it works. Just have your own statue. Makes sense to me. So with that thought, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to t take a very quick five-minute break. When we come back, we're going to get into the United States. When we come back, first, I'm going to show you the story that I was telling you about, about uh, we need to change the name of an Australian beer because that's offensive. And then we're going to do a whole bunch of offensive American things here on this Say My Name edition of the Good News program, the Daily Boogie, ladies and gentlemen, the official wine and crackers broadcast here on DLive. With your fresh, soon-to-be ex-partner, Boogie Bumper here. So stick around for five. We'll be back. Uh, you're listening to the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. See you soon. your novelty comedy songs organic handmade with painstaking care put into every note well look no further than irrational times using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later irrational times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level new songs and sketches every week so check it out. Idiot boogie bumper. 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 Idiot boogie bumper.
<laughs> really giving that one a workout. Come on. <laughs> DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner. And we love JJ here on the show. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection. The perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, all one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? What's wrong with you? Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you got to, you just got to do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No! No! <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like goth public access TV? Then join me for The Big Empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Hey, Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite ne'er-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. 
That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Y censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy never berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Passive. Cameo movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over here very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Passive. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later There'd still be cool on a Saturday night And cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Passy. Enjoy the joy of Passy. Enjoy the joy of Passy. This Justin, the global official that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say. And people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This All right, around right. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. Boogie. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie pumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back! Second half of the show here on a Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen, with your fresh partner D on D-Live, Boogie Bumper. It's a daily boogie broadcast. So much more to get through, and we're gonna have to slam through this stuff, man to try and keep it to a reasonable level for tonight. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for sharing the show out. Just a quick reminder, if you would like to become a full-time supporter, then please, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Kitty B is an absolute superstar in the chat, as usual, with the fucking links. Thank you so much for your help. Really appreciate it. Uh, patreon.com, uh, BitChute, full replays up on BitChute, short clips up on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Podbean, Player FM. It's on all of those. And now, thankfully, now that we are a partner on DLive, the replays will stay up on DLive for a month and I can do reruns. So you can tune in now 
to Boogie Bumper on D-Life at any time and there'll be a show playing. There'll be a show rolling. So, you know, I saw a couple of people leave comments and saying, hey, this is great. I missed the show. Now I can just watch the rerun. Thank you so much. It's fucking great. And, of course, let's help the boys, boys, boys get over the line too. So, JJ Stoner. JJ's very close to getting to that 1,000 because you need to get to 1,000 followers on DLive to apply for the partnership program. Uh, he would he would satisfy the other criteria in terms of like how many hours you have to do, how many days you have to stream and stuff because he does five days a week. The guy's a fucking – the guy goes hardcore. JJ's in there every single day, Monday to Friday. And today, by the way, JJ uh, had the great Trenton Wade on. So if you missed that, go out and check out the replay. I'll retweet the link after the show. Uh, but JJ talking with Trenton Wade – who's an absolute superstar down there in Austin going around the protests and stuff, who's been doing some great live streams like lately. A real nice guy. It's funny, like, so Trenton's a massive guy, big guy. Everybody talks about how big he is, but he's super polite. Now, I'm I'm a big guy too, but I'm not, I'm not built like him. I'm big as in, like, tall. I have a big frame, but I don't have, like, the muscle mass that um, Trenton does. But I'm 6'5", so I'm, I'm pretty, like, conspicuous in a crowd. And, like, I've got pretty big shoulders and shit. But that's it. Um, I, I don't have that kind of... I don't go to the gym or anything, though. No, so <laughs> my my muscle tone is like... Well, now it's a little flabby. <laughs> now I'm a little puffy. Uh, but any muscles I have is just from, like, blue-collar work, right? So it's conspicuous in a crowd. But I'm a polite guy. I'm a nice guy, you know? And it's funny. There he is in the chat. Trenton, like, look at him. He's a fucking beast. But he's um, he's an absolute jet. The thing is, like, when you're a big guy, this is the. F- I could tell by the way Trenton was talking about his experience, like going up to people and talking to them and stuff. Da da da. It's it's strange when you're uh, Trenton's in the chat now. Tell me if you've had this experience, Trenton, as a big guy. People expect you not to be polite for some reason. You know what I mean? Like, if you're nice to somebody the first time you talk to them in real life, they they always look a little bit confused. People think that because you're a big dude that you're supposed to be rude to them or something. They expect rudeness. So when I'm, I'm polite to people, like, you know, like I'll say, oh, good morning. It's nice to meet you. You know, if I get introduced to someone, I'll say shit like the pleasure's all mine. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you and stuff like that. And they look at you funny. <laughs> it's like they expect you to fucking slap them in the face or something. <laughs> it's, and they, they're always like, I didn't, ex- I didn't think he would be so nice. It's like, why wouldn't I be nice? Well, you know. It's like, no, 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 not you know. You just think I'm going to be rude and be forceful and be aggressive because I'm a big guy. (laughs) Or I'm a dumb... Exactly. They think you're big, dumb, and and rude, and stupid, and want to fight all the time. Like, (laughs) I don't want to fight anybody. I I hate that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't like being aggressive and angry. I'd much rather be chill and have a drink with you and have a smoke or whatever and just kick back and have a laugh. That's the way I go about things. You know what I mean? So, like, I remember I was in a bar in Scotland and this fucking, this little dude bumped into me. Totally accidentally, but he was a tiny little guy. He bumped into me and he's like, oh, sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. And I'm like, don't, don't know. You're all right. Don't worry about it. It's cool, man. It's cool. And I said something like, you know, just like a smart-ass remark is like, oh, well, look, you spilled like two drops out of my beer. I guess you better buy me a new one. And he goes, whoa, whoa, settle down there, big guy. <laughs> like, it's all right, settle down. I'm like, whoa, dude, I'm only joking. Like, it's it's fine, really. And he's like, like, I'm sorry, mate. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm really sorry. 
I was like, Jesus Christ, bro. Relax. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's big guy privilege. <laughs> but yeah, Trenton's like 100%. They expect you to be mean for some reason. They expect you to be rude. So when you're nice, when you're polite to somebody, they're shocked by it. Like it, it puts them off. Like, why is this? Why is this guy being so nice to me? Why wouldn't I be nice to you? What's wrong with you? What preconception do you have of tall people or big people? You know, do you have a problem? <laughs> What's your problem, bro? That, that now you're not being very nice when you say that. <laughs> Sorry to get off track, but I just found that funny when I was listening to. Yeah, you're five foot six, but you're fucking bulk. So you're five six, I'm six five. You're black, I'm white. You're bulk, I'm flabby. It's like it's like the fucking odd couple. <laughs> we should we should do a remake of Twins, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's perfect opposite, perfect opposites. It's like they're basically the same thing. You know what I mean? Like cocoa pops and rice krispies, even though they look a little different and they taste different, they're like basically the same. Now now it makes sense to me. Ah, oh, now I get what she was saying. Now I understand completely. She's right. Basically the same. Except we look different and we taste a little different. But other than that, it's basically the same. Just before we get back into the show tonight, this took a weird tangent. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney. God, I hope they don't do another one of those. <laughs> I hope that doesn't come out of the BLM protests because I will give up music completely. Um, I just want to share this. <clears throat> Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen, who's a Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night streamer here on DLive, DLive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. Very special announcement. He said we can retweet this link, who, which is pinned to the top of his timeline on Twitter. I'm going to go one step further. Joy of Pessy is engaging in a very special little project joy of pessy has not only he's not only learning to code he's going to teach the rest of the world how to have fun he is creating a video game ladies and gentlemen based around the concept of smens yes now if you don't know what smens is because every now and then somebody's like what smens i don't get it what smens what smens i wish i could tell you I, I sincerely do. This is my position. So there's the, the uh, um, let me grab that. That's going to be a channel sticker. Now we can have channel stickers. Look at this. Now it's in the channel. Oh, no, unknown error. They won't let me add it as a channel sticker because it's one of the fancy ones. Um, Smens is going to be a video game. <laughs> now, if you don't know what Smens is, Smens is, I wish I could tell you, but you had to be there. If you weren't there, it's not going to be the same. So it's not for me to tell you. It's something that you had to experience firsthand. So he's put out this little uh, intro. I'm just going to turn the aircon on in here because my word, it's getting hot in here. I'm getting a little hot under the collar. If I was ever going to be a sex offender, I would definitely be one from New Orleans just because I like the accent. <laughs> like I'm not going to be a Russian sex offender because, you know, who wants... Who want to talk like this when they're in prison for sex offenses? This, this accent does not lend itself to sex offender. But if I was gonna be a sex offender, I'd be one from you. I'd be one from New Orleans, because there's something about this way of talking which just lends itself to the creepy and the insidious and the seedy. 
My word, it's getting hot in here. It's far too hot in here for young men to be keeping those, keeping them very strong corduroy pants on, if you if you catch my drift. <laughs> Couldn't we open a window? No, let's get naked instead. <laughs> Don't know what, how we ended up on that tangent. Um... So yeah, Joy of Pessy is releasing a video game. He's making it. He's making it himself, and I can tell you that I've all I've heard the story of the video game. Smens is in the room. Is it? Is in the stickers room? Is it? It's not in there. Uh, is Teddy Spaghetti in the chat? Let me axe up Teddy Spaghetti so he can add channel stickers. There you go. Teddy Spaghetti's now mod. He's the he's the sticker mod. He's the sticker man. Calm down, Lindsey Graham. Brandon in the chat. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, my. <laughs> Dude, it's getting a little hard in here. So I've only heard the story about the Smens video game, but I can tell you it's already better than Vox Day's video game. Whatever that was. What was it? Cooking? Cooking something in a kitchen? I don't know. It's already better than that. So let's have a look. A man is stabbed while walking home from the bar. Upon waking up, he finds himself in a strange land. (laughs) (laughs) What in the ever-loving fuck is this place? He asks. Now he must unlock the secret to changing his fate. The Smeds Quest, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, apparently a couple of months to be determined. It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. The Smeds Quest. <laughs> well done, Joe Pessy. All right. Let's get back to the price of fish here, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, let me let me give you a little bit of background to this story. So I've said for the longest time, the end of council, uh, cancel culture, the end of multiculturalism, I'll say multiculturalism, not different cultures, but uh, the political philosophy of multiculturalism. The end of multiculturalism will happen when people start attacking food, right? I have very solid uh, reasoning for this argument. I think I think it's on solid ground. You see... In my many, 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 many hours of debate and discussion with people who are multiculturalists, talking about whether or not multiculturalism as a political ideology is good for a society or bad for a society, the thing that the multiculturalists will always point to as to why multiculturalism is good is the food. Literally. Because they'll say, well, without multiculturalism, we wouldn't have that Indian restaurant we wouldn't have that Chinese restaurant. We wouldn't have tacos. Because for some reason, in the mind of the multiculturalist, uh, recipes can't travel from one country to another. You have to actually bring the chefs <laughs> and their families and the friends and the friends of the families of the friends and so on and so forth. Apparently, in the mind of a multiculturalist, it's not good enough to just take a recipe from another place and then cook it somewhere else. You actually you have to bring somebody of the right ethnicity over to make it. I didn't know if you're aware of that or not. So 
they always point to the restaurants. Well, I love multiculturalism because now I have all of these restaurants in town. Like you've heard this a million times before. So I've always said that the end of multiculturalism will come when the woke people start saying that you're not allowed to cook certain things and you're not allowed to eat certain things because you're not of that ethnicity. And that's already started to happen. Remember a couple of years ago, we covered the story about the uh, burrito van in Portland, which was being picketed by white people because a white person ran the burrito van and they said white people aren't allowed to make burritos because that's racist. You're appropriating somebody's cuisine. And I said, beautiful, look, this is how the end of multiculturalism starts right here. By telling the left-wing progressives who like to eat uh, foreign food that they're not allowed to do so anymore because they're white. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see, see you in hell. hell. That's how this whole thing comes to a shuddering halt. Cultural multiism. I like that. So with that in mind, let me Australianize this for you, this theory. The end of cancel culture in Australia will occur when they start saying that you're no longer allowed to enjoy beer. Have a look at this fucking horror show. A chain of Melbourne bottle shops is refusing to stock a beer brand over claims it's racist. <laughs> beer is racist. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the how can I say this? The people at the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum, having been born in the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum and raised at the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum, in a city that is filled with people of various ethnicities on the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum, having worked with people of different ethnicities when we're all on the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum. <laughs> I don't know if you understand just how much people at the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum enjoy fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you get this or not. <laughs> In other words, when the when the upper middle class uh, educated intellectual professor types start telling the poor people that they purport to represent that they can no longer enjoy a particular beer because it's now racist, it's not... Here's a news flash. Are you, is this on? It's not going to work out the way you think it will. <laughs> this will be the moment when people who have been formally sympathetic to the idea of like tearing down statues and changing names and stuff, when it, when you turn your attention to beer, much like the multiculturalists with the food debate, <laughs> the people at the lower end of the spectrum who you claim to be on their side, they're going to say, uh-uh, no, nah. now you're going too far. <laughs> Melina Saris is following the beer brawl and Melina bottle brawl. shop owners say the name Colonial is degrading. Wow. Mitch, bottle shop chain Blackhearts and Sparrow say they'll... <laughs> Wait. So the bottle, the bottle shop... A bottle shop here is a liquor store. We call them bottle-o's or bottle shops. The bottle shop is called Blackhearts and Sparrows. 
And the owner of Black Hearts Liquor Store says that colonial is a racist term and it's offensive. <clears throat> this is so deliciously ridiculous. Yep. Black Hearts. The owner of Black Hearts says colonial is the problem. <laughs> okay. Just kick back and fucking inhale that popcorn, boys and girls. They'll no longer carry any Colonial Brewing Company products. The chain says the word Colonial is offensive to Aboriginal people. Colonial <laughs> Brewing Company is based in Western Australia and the company's... Ma based in Western Australia. <laughs> Poor choice of words there from the reporter. The Colonial Brewing Company is based in Western Australia. Well, everyone's based in Western Australia, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Tell me more about this based brewing company. The chain says the word colonial is offensive to Aboriginal people. Colonial Brewing Company is based in Western Australia and the company's management is now seriously considering changing the name. There's historical meanings to the word colonial. Um, and we have to recognise that. No, no, you don't. Oh, no. Oh, man, this guy, this poor guy. He owns Colonial Brewing Company. Now you've, now you've done it, man. Now you're, fin now you're finished. In two years from now, we will be doing a story on this show the company formerly known as Colonial Brewing Company has gone broke. <laughs> I guarantee it. Here's the thing. If, like, this should be obvious. If he had a stuck to his guns, and all you have to do is say something like, hey, look, Australia is a colonial nation, Right? There were colonists here. This was a colony. Um, this is a this is a brewing company that comes from a colony. Therefore, it's the Colonial Brewing Co. There's nothing inherently racist with the term colonial. Colonial just describes a person with a particular set of circumstances. That being somebody who is migrated or emigrated from one country, a parent country, to a colony. That's all it is. And like that doesn't mean that. Uh, some colonials didn't do bad things doesn't mean any like we're not going we're not getting into that discussion that's a discussion for you but this is a colonial brewing company in every sense of the word because we are white people in a country that is not the mother country colonial brewing that's what it is if he had have just done that which is a very safe way to go about it this company's fucking stock would have gone through the roof People would be drinking it even if they think it's terrible. I guarantee it. People in this country would have said, wow, well done. Good for you, man. I'm going to go out and buy a case of Colonial Brewing Co. beer now. Because this one bottle chain, this bottle shop, this liquor store has decided not to stock it. Fuck them. Let's give our business to all the people that do sell it. How about that, right? That's what would have happened, brother. That's what would have happened, but no. You came out and you kvetched. 
you crawled up into a ball, you started pissing yourself and you started talking about, well, we have to recognize how the name of the thing that I built is offensive to people. We have to rec- I have to recognize that this company that I've poured my heart and soul into for years and thrown money at and got the mortgage, the double mortgage on the home and have worked hard getting up at four o'clock every morning to build into something that, you know, for me and my family and the people who enjoy our product, to something that I've toiled over for years to try and make a success. I now have to say that it's bad to make people happy. Good for you, bro. Good for you. And now you're going to learn that you're never going to appease them. And all you could have done was defended your product. Defend your product, man. You believe in your product. If I had, if I owned a company like a beer company, I would defend it to the hilt. Because it's mine. I, I built this. I'm proud of this. Fuck you. Nope. This guy goes the other way. And he's going to learn that now he's the bitch of the movement. Now he's going to become somebody's bitch. And it won't matter how much he appeases. They're always going to lean on him. And he's going to he's probably going to change the name of his brewing company. And then in two years, it'll go under. Because nobody wants to drink a beer that's associated with being cucked. <laughs> You're right. Beer is a very working class blue collar. Like, I understand that people who aren't blue collar, working class, lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum, I understand that a lot of people not in that world in, also enjoy beer. But let's be honest here, beer exists because of the lower class, because of the working class. Like, the boutique breweries wouldn't exist if the cheap beer wasn't getting sold in the first place. It's because we can sell so much cheap beer that allows us the freedom to make the boutique beer. So he could have become a hero of the fucking working class in this country. And not not by even saying anything offensive, but just by defending his product and saying the truth, that the term colonial is not inherently racist. And the, you know what? The outrage would have lasted for a few days and then it would have been over. And he would have made a shitload of sales and the the liquor store chain that has decided not to stock it, they would have been forced to stock it again because uh, the outrage would have turned onto them instead, right? The outrage would have gone to the liquor store who decided not to sell it if he had have stood up for himself. And they would have said, why are you, um, you know, why can't this guy sell his beer in your store because you don't like the fucking name of it? Fuck you. We're taking our business elsewhere. He would have turned the discussion completely on the guy who instigated it instead of, you know, folding, instead of taking the knee, instead of curling up into a ball and pissing himself, but whatever. And, um, you know, we're not the only company that has a name that has some meaning of the past. Oh. So um, for us. Oh, oh, is he dry snitching? <gasps> He's dry snitching. Listen to this shit. Oh, man, you don't understand the internet at all, do you? Listen to this. Oh, we understand that our name has like a historical thing in the past. We have to recognize that. And hey, there's other companies out there too who do it too, you know. There's other companies out there who have historical names as well, you know. So like, you know, why don't you go pick on them or something? <laughs> Listen to this fucking guy. Foggy in the chat. Oh, fuck this prick. Look how quickly it's turned. 
You could have been the hero today, my man. Colonial Brewing Company could have been the suds on everybody's tongue. Wow. And now everybody hates you within the step, within the space of like 15 seconds. Now he's hated. Hey, there's historical meanings to the word colonial. Um, and we have to recognize that. And, um, you know, we're not the only company that has a name that has some meaning of the. Oh, <laughs> dry snitch. Brewing company owner dry snitches on other brewing companies. What a piece of fucking shit this guy is. Fuck him. I take it back. I said he could have been a hero. That was wrong. I was wrong. He couldn't have been a hero. He's too much of a cunt <laughs> to ever be a hero. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. The past. So um, for us, you know, there's risk both ways, but we're just going to have to address those and make a, an insightful decision going forward. Blackhearts and Sparrows say they'll donate any proceeds of colonial beer already sold to the protest group Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance, who wow. organised... Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance are now being funded by the beer that's offensive. <laughs> and plot the plot thickens. What a heel turn. Wow. Fuck with an Australian's beer. See what happens. It's not going to work out in your favour. Uh, Hong Kong, Jim Edward. All right, let's go to the United States. Let's end the show on a high note. I want to show uh, my American brothers and sisters, don't worry, the name changing, it's coming to a town near you. I know you're going to think that a lot of these conversations have already happened. I've got news for you. It's time for those conversations to happen again. <laughs> Let's start off with uh, Broward County, ladies and gentlemen. You know the famous Broward County where there was some kind of shooting or something, apparently, allegedly? I mean, obviously. <laughs> Just made partner. Come on, books, don't fuck it up. Don't be an idiot, books. You just got that tick. Don't talk about that the shooting may not have happened. <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> so Broward County, the famous Broward County, where there was apparently some people did some things and uh, the, the cop recently got reinstated with full back pay because he didn't do anything when the people were doing things at the school. So Broward County, yes, Broward County, first up on the list for the name change. Let's have a look. The country here, thousands of protesters still demanding police reforms after the death demanding of George change. Floyd, who was in police custody. Symbols of division, like statues of Confederate generals, have been torn down. As mm -hmm. Local 10's Glenna Milberg explains, some say the Broward County name should be next. The Broward County name should be next. Why? Why? <laughs> ben K. Veritas, calm down. Hey, calm down. Hey, calm down, big fella. What's your fucking problem, mate? Hey, fucking take it easy there, big fella. I'm only trying to be nice. Yeah, I know. Don't worry about the beer, man. It's all good. Whoa, slow down there, tough guy. Slow down, big fella. I'm not, tr I'm not looking for any trouble. Are you here for trouble? No, I'm not here for trouble. I was just having a joke. Whoa, whoa, take it easy, big fella. Don't get angry. <laughs> I can't talk to you people. A name change for Broward County was actually considered a few years ago, yeah. but for marketing purposes, it is now being floated again to erase a racist past. This is the... Imagine being so daft that you think that you can erase past by changing a name. 
Imagine being that dumb. <laughs> There's also a great irony here that nobody ever wants to address. We need to change this name. We need to take down this statue to erase the history, right? We need to erase the racist past. Oh, okay. And why are we doing that? Because everybody needs to learn and understand the racist past. Oh, oh that makes sense. <laughs> Think about it. Why are we trying to erase a past that we're supposed to be learning about? <laughs> I don't know. Have you figured that out yet? Oh, we need to change the name of this town so we can erase the, the racist history. Okay, good. And why are we doing that? Because people need to understand more and learn more about the racist history. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense to me. I'm an idiot. Burn the books. Please, can we burn the books? It'll keep us warm when the electricity gets shut off. A petition more than halfway to its goal of a thousand signatures Ooh, to rename Brown. It's more than halfway to its goal of a thousand. We've got 501 signatures. <laughs> this groundswell of support to change the name of Brown County. We found 500 assholes who will sign this thing. Can you believe it? No, I don't believe it. <laughs> Ring the bell Let and get, get your, your cheese, man. man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Overage. Howard County. Broward, is that associated with somebody's name that I'm, I'm familiar with? Glad he asked. <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte Broward. Broward County, is that associated with somebody's name or something? Yeah, I'll sign it. Whatever. <laughs> Broward, is that associated with somebody's name that... I'm, I'm familiar with with his with his fucking mask on. <laughs> I'm glad to see that these people are up to date with the issues. Glad he asked because it turns out former Florida oh. Governor Napoleon Broward is apparently not a household name in these parts. Oh. The petition on Change.org describes Governor. I mean, who would have thought uh, that people in a Western, a modern Western country wouldn't know every intricate detail of the politics of the place that they're living. What a fucking surprise. Huh? What a fucking shock. See, one person, this is how this stuff starts. One person has like navel gazed for an afternoon and said, where does the name Broward come from? And then they've looked it up and they said, you know what? We can be offended by this. <laughs> we can find a reason to be offended by this. Let's do something. Let's create a movement. Let's get a petition going. I need more hits on my Instagram. We can make this happen. Next thing you know, it's on the fucking local news. Broward, his one term, 1905 to 1908, best remembered for draining the Everglades. <laughs> Frozen Asian says, so what happened to the phrase, those who do not read their history are doomed to repeat it? Uh, I think that they were locked in a neo-style recurring reality where every 200 years or so the history gets erased and then they repeat it because nobody remembers the history because they erased it because the history was so offensive. <laughs> We need to do away with this history. It's very offensive. Okay, we'll do away with the history. And then 200 years from now, somebody's going to be saying, look, if only we paid attention to history, none of this would have happened. <laughs> For development and as a loud and proud racist segregationist, 
a roster of signers wrote versions of We Can Do Better. Uh, Fun little fact, even though I learned this because I was a bit of a Civil War buff, an American Civil War buff when I was younger, because like as as a child, I was very, very nerdy. Um, Florida was actually on the side of the North, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Florida fought with the North? Didn't make any sense to me because Florida's in the South. So why would Florida be fighting for the North? That doesn't, I don't understand. But I'm pretty sure that's right. So I don't know. Racist segregationist history. Yeah, but you know, they were on the right side of the Civil War, if you want to put it that way. Hmm. So I see a sense in it then. Based on what's going on right now with it, yes, I'd support it. It would not be the first time Governor Broward was canceled. His statue that stood in the Broward County Courthouse was taken out three years ago for similar reasons. Around that same... So we've taken the statue. Again, try to explain to people that this never ends. The revolution never sleeps is an old saying. There's no end to this. There's, there's never going to be a point where it's like, okay... We've done enough progress. Now it's time to stop. And when they do get to that point, they'll become what? They'll become conservatives. (laughs) So there's no end. You don't want to be a conservative, do you? We have to keep changing things. Bye. Same time, the city of Hollywood replaced three street names of Confederate generals, Robert E. Lee to Liberty Street. The Robert E. Lee one annoys me so much. I have this argument regularly with people who talk about Robert E. Lee. We need to take down the statue of Robert E. Lee, Robert E. Lee, Robert E. Lee. Some people compare Robert E. Lee to Adolf Hitler. None of these people know anything about Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee was a guy who was in the North at the time when the Civil War broke out. But he was his home state was Virginia. He was in the Northern Army. But his home state was Virginia. And when the war broke out, after the North attacked Virginia, right? Because back then it was more like there wasn't like a United States army. States had their own armies, their own militias, as is decreed by the fucking constitution at the time, believe it or not. So Robert E. Lee left the army of the North to return to his home state of Virginia to lead the army of the south. Why? Because the north attacked his home state. And the north was trying to federalize the country and do away with state's rights. He wasn't some fucking awful evil slave owner or Nazi or bigot or whatever. If somebody comes up to you and says Robert E. Lee was like Adolf Hitler, you can instantly, and I'm not one for judging a book by its cover, but you can instantly tell that that person is a fucking moron. Like from that very first second, I'm talking to a moron here. I'm talking to an idiot who doesn't know anything. Because how is it that I can know that about Robert E. Lee? That he was not some Nazi slave trading fucking bigot uh, evil racist, but was rather a very principled man who left the side that won the war to defend his home state against the aggression of the North because he wanted to protect his family and his friends and his state and his community. He gave his life to defend his home state. How is it that I know that, but you as an American who talks about why Robert E. Lee needs to be taken down doesn't know that? How do you not understand that? 
Doesn't make any sense to me. <clears throat> Honestly. So if somebody comes up and says, oh, Robert E. Lee, basically fucking Hitler, am I right? I li I'm like, no, you're a knuckle-dragging fucking rock ape moron. You need a dribble bib. Because you're, st you're a stupid, stupid person. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And he's also regarded as one of the greatest generals in, not American history, in military history. Because the South was underfunded, undermanned, and uh, under-resourced. The North was constantly getting uh, replenishments, and they had a far bigger population to work with. They had far more, uh, they had far better equipment to work with, right? The only reason that the South almost won, and they did almost win, was specifically because of Robert E. Lee and his uh, tactical genius. And there is a thing in the military. <laughs> you need a dribble bib line of the day. Starting block, ladies and gentlemen. Follow the starting block, dlive.tv slash the starting block. No K at the end. Drop the K at the end. Uh, your boy Greeno there. Myself and Greeno once a week on a Friday night Australian time. Friday morning American time, about 5.30 a.m. on a Friday. If you're up at that time, you're probably the kind of person who should be listening to the show because you're either an alcoholic or a drug addict. <laughs> and that you're the only one that it'll make sense to. So this guy who was not a racist, who was not like some evil fucking Nazi bigot, who actually believed in states uh, having their own systems and believed in the states defending themselves against an oppressive federal government. I'm sorry, isn't that what you fucking guys believe in who are tearing down statues? Don't you think that individual states should have the right to decide uh, what statues they make and all of that kind of... Don't you... Uh, isn't this your whole fucking point that you're against the federal fucking government? You historically illiterate gnats. Unbelievable to me. See, uh, many would say that he, the guy was a hero. <laughs> and I don't care what anybody says to the contrary. If you say that, to, if you're to the contrary of that, then you just haven't read the history. You just don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Too bad. Forest to freedom, Hood Street to hope. Maybe we could benefit in two ways. We, we changed Hood Street to Hope Street, and this will make everything better. <laughs> uh, bring some harmony and, and, and healing. Harmony and uh, healing. To... Changing street names is harmony and healing. These people are detached from reality. Uh, let's go to the next one. Now, this one may get a little more. This, might, this one may get a little more fucking groundswell of support. <laughs> New effort to change Park's name. Let's have a look. Here along the American River, where families come for relaxation, the name of this popular park causing out. Oh, Teddy Spaghetti in the chat talking about Abe Lincoln. That's one of my favorite things to piss conservatives off. You know, I'm I'm more sympathetic to the conservative cause at the moment than I am the liberal cause, but I'm not a conservative. I have some uh, sympathy with some conservative ideas, but that doesn't make me a conservative, right? I have some sympathy with some liberal ideas. Well, at least liberal in the sense of, you know, freedom, free market and guns, which was what liberal used to mean, but putting that to one side. Um, <laughs> he says he was a hero. Abe Lincoln was a fucking monster. Abe, Abe Lincoln was essentially a fascist. See, Abe Lincoln locked people up. Abe Lincoln locked up journalists who criticised the war. Did you know that? 
So I'll talk to like conservatives who are like Republicans. They're like, oh, Abe Lincoln, Abe Lincoln, Abe Lincoln. I'm like, yeah, he was a fucking fascist. <laughs> he locked up journalists who criticized the war effort. Did you know that? You know, he didn't even, he didn't like black people. You know how they like to say Abe Lincoln was the hero who freed the slaves? Oh, uh, well, you know. He said that um, it's true that he didn't think slavery was a good thing, but he also said that in no way, shape or form should the black people be seen as the same as the white people. Like they should be forever uh, subhuman compared to white people. He also said that. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he said they'll always be second class citizens. So the redefinition of history is always amusing to me. Abe Lincoln is the big hero of freedom. He's the guy who locked up journalists who criticised the war because it would tear the country apart, which it did. And he's also the guy who said, uh, we need to do away with slavery, but black people are still subhuman. <laughs> okay. Like, they shouldn't be allowed to vote. They shouldn't be allowed to own land. Da, 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 da. They just shouldn't be slaves anymore. That was the difference. So, you know... <laughs> People don't care about history, though. They care about they care about the idea of history. They care about the story of history. And now, you know, Abe Lincoln is uh, an angel. Honest Abe. <laughs> Honest Abe is an angel. And Robert E. Lee is a Nazi. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you lose a war, though, right? Rage for some. Because it was formerly the other N-word, uh, and we changed it to Negro, I believe that's racist. This here... Uh, thank you for the diamond winning TV. Rename this to Slant Eye Launch. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> Carol P in a chat. Uh, where's your proof on that? He wrote uh, personal diary entries. It was very publicly known. Like you can just Google Google it up, and you'll you will have uh, personal writings of Abe Lincoln come up, and where he's talking about uh, how he he doesn't want to have slavery, but he doesn't think that think that the blacks are equal to the whites. It's very easy to find. It's well well known from Folsom picking up the torch for Phaedra Jones, a woman from Stockton. She started an online petition to rename the park in 2018. Back then, it got about 1,400 signatures. Today, in wake of the nationwide Black Lives Matter protests, it's up to 65,000 supporters. Our project... Wait, what's the name of this park? What's the name of the park? And we changed it to Negro. I believe that's racist. This pair from Folsom picking up the torch for Phaedra Jones. Ah, two white women. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? What a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> but to be fair, Negro Park is kind of like, well, they've got a point. <laughs> I know it just means black. And it's actually short for a scientific term, which is Negroid. So, uh, you know, in terms of like the different uh, genetic makeups of various human beings. So like uh, Caucasian is one, Negroid is one. Picking up the torch for Phaedra Jones, a woman from Stockton. She started an online petition to rename the park in 2018. Back then it got about 1,400 signatures. Again, 1,500 signatures. Wow. What a groundswell. Uh, let's go to this one. Board, change, board votes to change buildings in Clemson. And that was the board meeting virtual you saw there. Fox Carolina's Jennifer Phillips is live in Tigertown at Clips University. And Jen, good or bad, a lot of people have a lot to say about this. Yeah, Cody, it's definitely what people are talking about. And Clemson University's president, James Clements, he says the board of trustees showed leadership 
and a couple of students we talked to agree. The bell sounds at Tillman Hall on Clemson University's campus. The university's signature clock tower overlooks Bowman Field and houses the College of Education, which is Keon Carter's major. I believe in the mission of Clemson and to be a tiger. Okay, um, just for the people who are wondering before, let me throw this up for you. Took me three seconds to bring it up. Uh, Lincoln didn't believe black people should have the same rights as white people. Though Lincoln argued that the founding father's phrase, all men are created equal, applied to black and white people alike, this did not mean he thought they should have the same social and political rights. His views became clear during an 1858 series of debates with his opponent in the Illinois race for the U.S. Senate, Stephen Douglas, who had accused him of supporting, quote, Negro equality. In their fourth debate at Charleston, Illinois, on September 18, 1858, Lincoln made his position clear. I, this, is what he, this is a quote, a direct quote from Abraham Lincoln. I will say then that I am not nor ever have been in favour of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of the white and black races, he began, going on to say that he opposed blacks having the right to vote, to serve on juries, to hold office and to intermarry with whites. Based Abe. What he did believe was that, like all men, blacks had the right to improve their condition in society and to enjoy the fruits of their labour. In this way, they were equal to white men, and for this reason, slavery was inherently unjust. Like his views on emancipation, Lincoln's position on social and political equality for African Americans would evolve over the course of his presidency in the last speech of his life delivered on April 11, 1865. So what's that? Uh, what? Eight years later? Seven years later? He argued for limited black suffrage, saying that any black man who had served the Union during the Civil War should have the right to vote. Only the ones who fought in the army. Not all of them. Lincoln thought colonization could resolve the issue of slavery. Big colonialist. <laughs> so, you know, direct quote. Do you want to hear it again? I will say then that I am not nor ever have been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. Never have. Never have been. Not in any way, shape or form. Have been in any way the social and political equality of the black and white races. <clears throat> what he did believe was that uh, they were entitled to the fruits of their labor, but that they shouldn't be allowed to vote. They shouldn't be allowed to serve on juries. They shouldn't be allowed to be elected and they shouldn't be allowed to marry whites. So there you go. Never heard that before. Yeah, I know. A lot of people haven't. You know why? Because it's all about what a great guy he is. They won't tell you about how he locked up journalists either. Because that's the way it rolls. Hall is named after Ben Pitchfork Tillman, a white supremacist and founder of Clemson. I do think that Clemson can work on their diversity, and I think they're getting there. The Board of Trustees unanimously voted to request an exemption from the Heritage Act in order to rename Tillman Hall its original name, the main building. The law forbids the removal of historic figures without two-thirds of a vote from the legislature. The change will make Clemson foster a diverse community that all students feel comfortable. The board also voted to remove John C. Calhoun's name from the... Yeah, you can... You can Piper Ohio in the, is putting in all caps in the chat because that was the law. So what? There was a whole bunch of people when that wasn't... So, you know what I mean? So what? Because that was the law, nobody... It's, how do laws change then, Piper? How do laws change? By people saying that this law is unjust and needs to be changed, right? <clears throat> so if you if you want to say, well, he had to say that because that was the law, fine. But just don't argue that any laws should ever be changed ever again.
because there were people at the time were saying, yeah, it's the law, but that do- I don't have to agree with it. Like, that's a cop-out, you know what I mean? Oh, he was saying that because that's the law. So what? <laughs> All I'm telling you is that his views were not um, he's the saviour and an angel. Like, that he had the like the very same views that people would say are problematic today. Abraham Lincoln had them. But for some reason, I guess because he's a Republican, we all have to pretend like that didn't happen. You know what I mean? So whatever. I don't care about, I don't care about that stuff. That doesn't bother me. But like, I will read a direct, a direct quote from the guy and say, like, it, it, it's, it's amusing to me that people will say what an, uh, what an untouched hero he is and what an undeniable angel the guy is. I'm like, well, clearly he's not. And it, it, I'm actually more accurate because I'm the one who takes the opinion that nobody's fucking perfect that everybody has flaws and the way he's idolized and stuff like that. It's bullshit, but whatever. Honors College, a man who defended slavery and owned them on Fort Hill Plantation, where the university now sits. I think this is, uh... <laughs> Foggy at the chat. Hitler only gassed the Jews because, you know, the law. <laughs> Step in the right direction. Nathan King is a political science major and says he supports the movement, calling for diversity and inclusion. Since it's growing, I think we need to make sure everyone's unified in the growth and no one's left behind. Dr. James Clements is Clemson University's president. The board will kindly make the request on this one and this one only uh, for Ben Tillman. Rockin' America in the chat. The 1850 Slavery Act allowed police to accuse and lock up free people just based on their opinions. Clements says before protests throughout the country, the university created a task force to discuss those possible... A task force. Don't you love a task force? I love a good task force. You know, things always get better after a task force is created. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. It's one of the best moves that you can make. If you're somebody with some kind of power, when you're somebody with some kind of clout, if you say, guess what? We're, we're creating a task force. Everyone goes, oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> a task force? Fantastic. What is this task force investigating by, by you know, just out of curiosity? Oh, this particular task force is, is concerning themselves with how offended people are by the name of a building. Oh, good. You know, there's a whole bunch of task force, you know, operatives that we could have for various tasks. There's a lot of tasks that need our attention out there. Can we have some kind of a force to take care of these tasks? Sure. Just as soon as we get done with how offensive the building names are. And then we'll move on to the other things. Uh, <laughs> here's a fun one. I thought we did this already. I thought we did this particular name about seven or eight years ago. The more things change, it seems, the more they stay the same. Have a look at this. Step away from the team facility. They took down the Columbus statue. Now, it was protesters, not an official act, but, you know. Uh, by the way, by the way. Has anybody else, remember we did the show, what, a couple of weeks ago where it was like, shut the hell up, Skip. What's supposed to be a sports broadcast, a sports podcast, is now they're talking about politics and racial equality and shit like that. When people use sports as an escape from that shit. But now everything has to be political. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but everything must be political now. The name of this show, it's on NBC Sports. It's called Pro Football Talk. And he's talking about how statues get ripped down and how the names of teams are offensive. Why are you talking about statues getting ripped down on pro football talk? Can anybody explain that to me? Step away from the team facility. They took down the Columbus statue. 
Now, it was protesters, not an official act, but, you know, Christopher Columbus, not identified with slavery or any of the other things that are causing efforts to change flags and oh, statues God. in mind. Being this PC must be fucking excruciating. It must be exhausting. <laughs> uh, Christopher Columbus, who wasn't part of the slavery, but, you know, the color, the statue, and I'm, I'm, they're constantly searching for the correct word. They're constantly searching for the word that will be the least offensive. Ah, instead of just saying what they think. Imagine being of the mind that saying what you think is too dangerous. So I need to burn all this intellectual capital saying what I don't think, or at least manipulating what I think into a way that's not going to get me into trouble. What a fucking life. How awful for these people. I really do. I pity them. I feel sorry for them. It must be it must be a damn nuisance to constantly come up with new and inventive and exciting ways to say what you think without really saying it. Friends and memories and names, etc. This is something that goes to how the indigenous population was treated. This is something that speaks to the heart of the Native American experience. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. It speaks to you. How about you just speak for yourself? How's that for an idea? How about speak for yourself? You can say that I think that this is offensive to American Indian people, but you're, I don't think he's an American Indian. This speaks to the heart of American Indian people. How the fuck do you know? Maybe some American uh, Indian people are more concerned with growing corn and running casinos. What the fuck do I know, right? Who the fuck are you? Just speak for yourself. It's a wonderful time we live in. Anybody can get on and do a show and have a podcast. Anybody can put their thoughts out there. It's great. It's free in that sense. So don't don't speak on behalf of other people. Just speak for what you think. Speak on your behalf. That should be good enough. Well, if I mention that I'm speaking on behalf of all of these people, this unknown mass of people whose particular opinions I could have no possible idea about, that will make that will make what I say correct. America, when the strangers came in and basically took over their land and shoved them off of it. And if we're going to have true equality, if we're going to have true uh, uh, end to racism of all kinds, <laughs> it needs to extend beyond what we're currently focused on. And it. Why is a football podcast talking about how to end true racism for all times? <laughs> okay, mate. We've got high hopes. We've got high hopes. <laughs> hey, look, bro. Just talk about the fucking draft picks, okay? Talk about the talk about the latest, you know, in training news. Talk about summer camp. If I, <laughs> if I want to know <clears throat> your opinion as a football podcast host about how to end all racism for all time, I'll fucking ask for it. I'm tuning in for the score, not the score needs to extend to the Native Americans. And now is the time, Shireen. If the NFL now wants to make the, the kind of statement that shows it's leading from ahead and not from behind. repair. It's leading from in front, not from behind, but whatever. Colin Kaepernick. Don't talk about, don't talk about heads when you're talking about the Native Americans. Can't help it. Don't talk about a head when you're talking about uh, the American Indian experience. Sir, you racist. You racist piece of shit. 
What a horrible word to use. You should have thought about that more for another few seconds. You were doing so well. Make it plain and obvious that there's full support for what happens during the national anthem and change the name of the Washington franchise. The time has come for it to change. I think it becomes the more glaring and more obvious and more necessary in this moment. Because a whole bunch of people said so. And well, about, about 500 or thereabouts, but who's counting? 1997, they had a contest to rename the Washington Bullets, and <laughs> and that had nothing to do with with the race. Yeah, and gun and gun crime it was and gun crime was solved forever. <laughs> I remember that because I grew up as an NBA fan, so I remember when they changed the name of the Washington Bullets. I remember thinking back then, even though I was in high school. So what? I was like 16 or something when they changed the name of the Washington Bullets, and I was like, why are they changing the name of the Washington Bullets? Oh, because they they don't want to promote gun violence. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> so these fucking, this pair of idiots, they, they the, the very example that they're using proves that their argument is fucking ridiculous. It proves that it's wrong. Look, if we change the name of the Redskins, this is how we're going to solve racism forever. Exactly. I mean, we changed the name of the Washington Bullets and that solved all the gun crime, right? Piper Ohio is like, you were in high school then. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I know. How old do you think I am? <laughs> Jesus, mate. <laughs> how old did you think I was? <laughs> So we change the name of the bullets. See, we change the name of the Redskins. It gets rid of racism forever, just like it worked for the Washington Bullets. Bravo. Bravo. These people are so dumb that the very examples they use to prove themselves correct actually prove that they're wrong, and they have no idea how dumb they sound. This is nickname, obviously, and... They changed it to the Wizards, and I don't know how many people now remember that it, they once were the Washington Bullets, but it's been done in that market. Yeah, and it didn't change a goddamn thing. How about that? It didn't change a thing. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thought that changing the name of a professional sports team won't actually have any real effect on the world around it whatsoever? What a fucking revelation. She's a genius, this one. They're both genius. They're both superstars. They're intellectual, theoretical superstars of how to erase uh, offensive things from life. What a fucking revelation. Market before. Uh, now I realize the, the current Washington NFL franchise has a much richer history uh, than, than the NBA franchise. Oh, a rich, diverse history, you see, because they're called the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> it's very culturally enriching, the Redskins. <laughs> Naming them the Wizards is offensive to Harry Potter fans. The 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 creator of Harry Potter, Spear of Sagittarius, is offensive to Harry Potter fans now. J.K. Rowling, remember, she's a transphobe. As does with more Super Bowl titles and more titles and everything else that, that Washington has done in the NFL. Um, but it has been done before. Yeah, How and nothing changed. <laughs> Mike, you're the only one beating the drum for this. It, because he's an idiot. <laughs> it's got to be other people that have to get on board if it's going to get done. It's got to be Ron Rivera. It's got to be Dwayne Haskins and Chase Young. Uh, we're calling now this, this trend of calling people out. I'm calling you out. 
<laughs> it's got to be Ron Rivera. It's got to be these people. They have to. They have to agree with us. So jump on Twitter, jump on Instagram, and demand that these people start having my opinion, please. I'm calling you out. I've never understood the calling people out thing. Oh, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. The best that I can ascertain what calling somebody out means is a random person on the internet, uh, you know, for some reason coming into your space, coming onto your timeline and demanding you do what they say. <laughs> That's what calling out is. You know, my response to a calling out is always going to be the same. I'm going to be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Why should I care what you think? Go away. <laughs> oh, you're calling me out. I don't care. It's like, you need to answer to this. It's like, I'm not going to answer to anything that you ask. Who the fuck are you? I don't know you. <laughs> That's my purse. I don't know you. This is bullshit. says, <clears throat> no more lesbian sportscasters. <clears throat> JJ Stoner, I'm calling you out. Your lighting is terrible. Oh, okay. Who cares? Your show's terrible. <laughs> At least my show's good. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> That's but come on, we love JJ. We love JJ Stoner here on the show. We love JJ. Follow JJ Stoner, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner. And uh, you know, Adrian Peterson and all those big name guys and, and previous guys too, the Joe Theismans and Joe and all Theismann. Those guys gotta, have get, to be- gotta get the old players in on a, on the act as well. Beat the drum for this <laughs> if it's gonna happen. Otherwise, I, I just don't see any movement for it. But it it would be a great step for the NFL, obviously. Really? <laughs> <clears throat> Apologies. Ben K. Veritas is, not go- is, is going to understand this point, though. Ben, here we are again. Ben K. Veritas, if you're still in the chat, would you like to point out to the audience the, uh, <clears throat> how can I say this? The demographic inclination of the person who is demanding that the NFL change the way that they conduct their business in order to make the world a better place. (laughs) Here we are again. I'm telling you, wherever there is an outrage campaign, ladies and gentlemen, there is, I'm sorry to say, if you are a white boomer female and you are in this audience, this doesn't apply to you. But wherever there is an outrage campaign, there is a white boomer lady. (laughs) Every time. Every time. There she is. Why she's on a sports NFL podcast, I have no idea. But if it's to ask that the... if If it's to talk about how the Washington Redskins are offensive, then I guess it makes sense. In any other aspect... I don't have any idea why she's there in the first place. She obviously didn't play the game. She didn't play NFL. <laughs> so we could we could scratch that. Sorry. <laughs> Every time. There she is. Karen, there she is. To take. I bet her name is like Karen Karenson, you know? If you want to put action into words. Karen Karenberg. Words. 
I don't know what what else there is. The other two things we mentioned, but this is bigger than that. I think it's this bigger. would be it's the huge, full, huge issue. Really that hey, we we're on board with this. Yeah, we're willing to put action behind our words. Yeah, willing to put money behind our words. Yep. Everything else that yep. goes with. We're willing to spend probably billion a billion dollars in changing our branding for a top tier NFL fucking franchise. <laughs> How about this? Start a GoFundMe. If you really think that the Washington Redskins should change their name from the Redskins to something else, how about this? The Redskins can put out the bill and say, this is how much it's going to cost us to change our name. Like we'll have to change. You have to change everything. You have to change all the merchandise. You'll have to change contracts. will have to be renegotiated. You'll have to change uh, the whole branding, the whole style of the team. That costs a lot of money. Start a GoFundMe. Overedge with the diamond. Thank you for the diamond. Says, as a white boomer lady, must agree there. Well, thank you for agreeing. <laughs> we know we're right. And I'm sorry that so many of your cohorts are letting the team down as badly as they do. But start a GoFundMe. You can pay to change the name of the Washington Redskins. How about that? If you really believe in it, pay. I bet, I bet you they wouldn't get 5% of the bill. It's always somebody else that has to change. Somebody else has to change. Somebody else has to pay for it. Somebody else has to do the work. Our job is to sit here behind, you know, is to sit here on the internet and and demand that they do it. And we're the good people, though. We're not paying for it. We're not changing things. We're just calling people out. That makes us good and you bad. What a world. I think if they do these three things, hey, they're, they're good. And if you truly want to embrace your place in American society as a leading organization, as somebody who sets the tone, sends the message. Maybe they don't want to set the tone. Maybe they don't want to send the message. Maybe they just want to play football, man. I just want to do my show, man. Like, you know, JJ, he had a little banner with JJ before. Why don't we all take a leaf out of JJ Stoner's philosophy book? Why don't we all, like everybody, all of us, not just fucking content creators, not podcasters, not footballers, not politicians, everybody in life. I just want to do a show, man, should be the slogan for the modern world. And the show can be anything. The show can be playing football. The show can be listening to rap music. The show can be fucking building statues. I just want to do my show, man. Make that a bumper sticker. Make that the slogan for the modern world, for everybody, all colours, all peoples. Male, female, in between. Just want to do my show, man. And you can take the show as whatever your show is. It doesn't have to be a show like this. It can, your show can be something that's really important to you. And we'll just let people do their show. How about that? It's just let people do their show. Whatever your show is, my man. Whatever your show is, sister. Do your show. I want you to do your show. I'm happy for I want everybody to do their show. Everybody should be free to do their show. The Washington Redskins included. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So with those wise words from our bro, our bromo sapien, our bromo sexual JJ Stoner in the chat. With those words, ladies and gentlemen, it brings us to the end of tonight's broadcast. So thank you so much for joining us on this edition, the Tuesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. <laughs> Kitty B, just want to fuck mad bitches and play sports. That's it. Just want to do my show. 
I just want to take heroin. Is that your show? That's my show. Then do your show, man. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, just do your show. Thank you for joining us. Tuesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you to everybody who contributed tonight on D Live. Thank you for sharing the show out. Don't forget to follow our friends. Why Censored, Mr. America, The Beard of Truth, Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, UK Neil, uh, Iceman in the chat, Double Four, Double Three, Coffee Talk with Sandra, JJ Stoner, The Great JJ Stoner, Spent D, Frozen Asian, Sunday Night Shit Show, J, uh, Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen, Major Tom. Thank you again to Major Tom for showing up uh, and following us yesterday. Uh, Irrational Times, who may be on later tonight, I think. Coffee Talk with Sandra is. I don't know if Irrational Times is or not, but check out Irrational Times anyway. Uh, later on tonight, and then at 10 o'clock tonight, of course, you've got everybody's favourite lover of French. We're going on in 20 minutes. Thank you very much. Rational Times, ladies and gentlemen. Give Rational Times a follow. <clears throat> He'll be going live in 20 minutes time, so be there, be square. Uh, don't forget everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, at 10pm tonight with Nightwave Radio. And then tomorrow morning, you've got uh, Lois Ropez. I'm calling him Lois Ropez from now on. <laughs> Lois Ropez from Daywave Radio. At 10 a.m., the great JJ Stoner at midday. Revenge of the Sis at 4. And then we'll be back right here at 6 p.m. Eastern to do it all over again. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing the show out. Uh, I'm opening the chest right now. Until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Cheese, man.